And we're Hello. live. Are we on? We All are. Right. <laughs> hey, Laura. Have you met any new Black people this week? Way to rub that in. Um, I met a couple of people or maybe one person. No, no, no. A couple of people of color last mm-hmm. week, Friday, mm-hmm. at the event that I mentioned I was going to last week where I failed the assignment. I just, I just forgot to introduce myself as Laura and I introduced myself as Laura. And admittedly, I think it was partly because mm-hmm. it's because I know people won't pronounce it correctly. And I just got to get over that. You have to get over it so they can. That said, however, mm-hmm. there was a woman there who I knew was Latina. And so I said her name in Spanish. Okay. She looked at me shook. And but it would but like in a great way in the like thank you for seeing me shook like the yes. way I did when the the driver the delivery guy saw me and so that was awesome that I did that that I could do that for her um, actually I don't know if she cared but I think she cared we didn't discuss she, I'm and, sure part of her noticed and appreciated and cared because it's the little things <laughs> she lives here too so I know she probably doesn't hear it outside of her household unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, how about you? Did you meet any black people? Um, yes. Yes, I did. Um, so we did some more Amazon tech jobs this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we put together a trundle bed and a grill. And the mm, owner of the grill. I'm sorry, please continue. <laughs> I'll let you talk about trundle beds in a minute. But the owner of the grill was a black man. He was a very young black guy. I think his name was Sean, but I might be making that up completely. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> right. But it was like a standard, like, book out of, ba- like, name out of baby book kind of name. Um, Does that matter to you? It doesn't matter to me, but I feel like I should be able to remember it because it was so simple. But I don't remember it because it was so simple. Um, but, yeah, he was a nice guy. He was a little late. You know, we showed up and he said, oh, can I get 10 minutes? And I was confused because we said it don't matter, but we put the grill together. It was an, it was a really nice grill. We uh, had conversations about how we were going to, you know, he was going to invite us over um, yeah. for a barbecue. I don't know if that Damn. was like just banter or like if he's actually, we'll see what happens. Cause this is the South. Are and you actually invited to someone's cookout? <laughs> that could be dope. Yeah. But you know how like, see in New York, especially yeah. with William, I do. People do fake invitations all the time where it's kind of like pleasantries. Where Especially with William. Does William do the fake inv- inviting? You know whatever he says he's coming somewhere, he ain't showing up. I- I'm like, wait, but William actually invites people? Places? Oh, God, no. No, <laughs> he, sound like your husband. He, no, he does not invite people. Or he'll say like, oh, yeah, let's do that or something like that. Whatever, but but he's, he ain't trying to like socialize with people he don't got to socialize with. Exactly. So I'm not sure if this is like a real thing or yeah. just a, oh, this is seems like what we should be doing right now. But he was mm-hmm. black and I met him. So he counts. Cool. <laughs> What's the thing with trundle beds? So my fear is that like, I don't know, because the trundle beds are the ones that are like the pull out from the bottom one, right? Correct. Yes. Like, what if accidentally someone smushes the person in there because they didn't notice a whole human being underneath all the covers or something and they like close it? I mean, I would hope that the person who's being smushed would speak up <laughs> in the middle. I don't, I don't of think that's how. Nah, nah, nah. I don't like it. I don't like it. My kids, they're not going to have trundle beds. That's, that's the moral of the story. That, that, okay. 
no accidental smushing. So I'll Google it. I'm gonna find out if there are any accidental deaths or dismemberments <laughs> as a result to trundle beds. I'm looking it up right now. Please continue. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm finished. Oh, my bad. There's a dismemberment plan. You know what? I'm. Gonna, a, oh, ooh, I'm. You know what? I'm not gonna look it up. I think I'm, I'm good. Fix it like Jesus. 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 I'm Laura Solis from El Sur del Bronx. <laughs> I, I got it. I, I got it. For the people in the back, they might not have known. For the people in the back, yes, yes, yes. I am Aisha McGowan, and I was born in Atlanta. I grew up in New Jersey. I went to school in Boston. I lived in Brooklyn for a little bit, and then California, and now I'm back in Atlanta. Yay for everyone who didn't care. Alrighty. Uh, first up for Yas Queen. So, this it's bittersweet. Because this woman has since passed away, um, but the Times did an article on the world oldest, the world's oldest celebrity chef, chef who is an Indian great grandma, and she passed away at 107. Um, and she didn't get her big break <laughs> on the internet until she was 105. Oh, like, but she had two good years though. She had no, well, I'm sure she had many excellent. Years. I mean, of internet. I, I mean, not of life, but. <laughs> But the point is, the fact that she didn't make her little breakthrough, you know, outside of her community, if you will, until she was 105. Yeah, that's her crazy. name, by the way. Um, it's never too late. Was Mastanama. And again, she, there was this recipe that involved putting a chicken inside of a watermelon. I, I don't know that I'm going to be reenacting that particular recipe. But it speaks to my heart because I love watermelons and I love chickens. And Wait, she put a chicken mm-hmm. in a watermelon? And then she put it over a, a fire. And apparently it was amazing. That um, sounds like it would be quite delicious, actually. We know it ain't going to be dry. That's for sure. Because we like both things. Um, Wait, I thought you didn't like... Oh, no, it's mangoes. I like mangoes now. I know, but the, it, that, that's a newer thing. You didn't always, you haven't liked it. I didn't, I didn't. I had good ones and that made a difference. <laughs> Were they Haitian? Because Haitian mangoes, the green ones? Yo. You know what? It probably was because I, I was at Jason Marshall's house and his wife, Nancy, is Haitian. So I'm going to assume maybe she had acquired some Haitian ma- mangoes from somewhere. That is a huge assumption because they don't live in Haiti. But, you know, whatever. They do live in New York. And they therefore, live in New York. they mm-hmm. have access. They do have access to many things. Yeah, it was a roasted chicken inside a steaming watermelon. I want it. I'm just, anyway, the point is, I thought it would be great to honor her as our Yas Queen. Rest in power. She she was killing it till till... Oh, that might be a bad choice of words. But mm. she was <laughs> the same thing to the very end at the beautiful age of 107. And if you can still eat watermelon and chicken until 107, well, the chicken in particular, um, I'm good money. Oh, because she had her teeth, maybe. That's that's what I'm guessing. Okay. Yes. All right. Go ahead, girl. Yes, queen. <laughs> All righty. Okay. So, huh. I guess I will go first. 
Bus How. Latimer. How's that? How's that? All right. We're going to accept it. I can go on. Yeah, I feel like it claps one little, but you know what? It's cool. It's cool. Were they not, were they not, were they not forceful enough? I, I felt like they were a little soft. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah. I felt that too. Let me, let me, I need more space. Hold on. Hold on. I'm, I'm, a, little, I'm a little cramped. <clears throat> Bus how? All right. There was more like base to it. Yeah, go. There, you go. there you go. So on Twitter this morning, today, by the way, is December, Thursday, December the 13th. Um, so there's this new video that's going around of this dude who decides he's going to roll up on a fast food employee because apparently her, she put her number on his boyfriend's receipt. Oh no. So he rolls up. She looks like, like people are comparing her face to the dude and get out when the, the, just the like sunken place face, which I know you've at least seen a picture of. Her phone number on the boyfriend's receipt. Yes, because I guess the girlfriend or the boyfriend came back. The boyfriend came back. Okay, okay. Continue on. Uh huh. So anyway, he's like, "I'm I'm gonna check this person. Like, I'm gonna check you. You don't do that. Chill out. Whatever." And then her boss, I guess the manager, is like, "Excuse me, (laughs) you need to say hello when we say hello to you," (laughs) and just like completely interrupted this whole interaction and in the background you could see another employee seeing like oh something about to go down something about to go down and then she rounds up all the other employees while the boss is reading this man for trying to come in and check her employee she said i don't care about you or antoine because antoine is the boyfriend <laughs> okay and you ain't checking nobody here today so they were and then everybody rolled up somebody took off their little headset they were ready to go and he goes, I thought this was the suburbs. Is this North Philly? And they said, yup, this the hood. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm still slightly confused about <laughs> who came for who. I know there was a gang of employees. So he thought, crazy. okay, so Antoine received a phone number from a cashier. Thank Don't you. worry about who Antoine is. Antoine received, a, somebody named Antoine received a number from a cashier. And then Antoine's boyfriend came and spoke to the cashier about this receipt with the number on it, telling her that she don't need to be doing that. I know what the issue is. I made an assumption. I made an assumption that Antoine, I made an assumption that this was a heterosexual interaction. Oh, you sure did. Checked, I had to check myself. Hence the confusion. I get it now. But boss lady didn't care who was what and what was who, because this is a place of business. And she asked, you want some chicken or something? Because that's what they were there to do. (laughs) Not have these conversations about Antoine or nobody else. So I am here for a supportive management and a supportive Mm -hmm. crew of employees. They were ready. Here, but the cashier crossed the line though. Oh, she sure did, but this wasn't the place to correct it, apparently, according to the manager. <laughs> and I'm not one to come for anybody for no other reason <laughs> publicly, usually, other than if they ashy. And I must say, this person's lips are very, very dry, and they should not have given anybody their number unless they had moisturized lips. That's all I gotta say about that. Yep. I mean, people are in, they're trying to shoot the shot these days. I guess she thought Antoine was worthy of receiving a, num- a number on a receipt. Um, <gasps> Look at the boss's face. Yes. <laughs> yes. She was not here for any of this drama. She said, not today. <laughs> no. They were, <laughs> Twitter was like, she about to be a whole meme. Showing up yes. with the face. Yes. yes. 
She did the head to the side. He said, but it's Christmas. She said, oh, ho, ho, ho. So good. But anyway, that's my bus house for this week because I just All died. All right. I'm a, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> I also have a bus house. Um, yo, bus house. These two nuns from a Catholic church. I don't know if anybody else got nuns, but from a Catholic church embezzled $500,000. And guess what? No repercussions. What? What? How? No. Let's go be nuns. Let's go be nuns right quick. Wait, how? Wait, how? The, they Lord the Lord forgiveth. God blocked it? <laughs> Mind you, this happened in California. And um, it was from St. James School near Los Angeles. And it was sisters Mary Margaret Cooper and Lana Chang. I'm putting them on front street. Because they got away with stealing five hundred thousand, and guess what they were doing with it? Going to Vegas to gamble. Mad sins, so many sins. Now <laughs> I have no other gods before me because gambling was clearly an addiction here. So they were that was like a god before. See, that was breaking commandments and no repercussions. At least this was the first to leave mass. That's all I know about the Catholic the Catholic uh, religion. Or denomination, or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Judas Mm -hmm. was the first, that is all I know. Judas was the first to leave mass. And well, that did not go well, sir. (laughs) Um, I saw that on Twitter as well, and people were like giving it like movie titles, like Sister Act Five. All right. So they say that the the church did not plan to press charges, and they wanted to resolve the situation internally. The church is up to them. It's up to them. It was their employees. It was their organization. Oh, they were embezzling money from the church. Yes, Ooh, girl. <laughs> yes, this is what I'm talking about. Sin upon sin upon sin. Oh, geez. Which means they really stole money from the community. It sure did. I mean, mm. Mary Clarence would not have done that. I know she was a little. Like she has a sordid history, but Sister Mary Cole, Sister Act for the people in the back, she would not have done that. She but would anyway. not have. And if she did, she would have used the money for them kids. Exactly. Well, she wouldn't have taken it from the church. She would have figured out a way. She would have got it from some like Johns or somebody who was doing criminal activity. Music and double dutch. Like she would have done the fundraising. It would have been anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, happy day. Okay. Um, this week for our discussion topic, we're gonna be talking about Kevin's heart. <laughs> Kevin's heart. Kevin's heart. Because cause he, he he had um, some, some matters of the heart that needed to be addressed, Mr. Kevin Hart. And I, for one, did not agree with how he addressed those matters. Um, and there's just been a lot of opinions and feelings and thoughts about this whole Kevin Hart debacle situation, whatever you want to call it. Do you want to break it down a little bit? What happened? Well, I guess I have a question for you because I feel like I might be missing some information. Okay. So a person on the interwebs, Mm -hmm. after they heard that Kevin Hart was going to be um, hosting. Thank you. Hosting the Grammys, the Oscars. Yes. Went and did history searching by just essentially searching Kevin Hart and then Mm -hmm. defamatory or derogatory, excuse me, terms used for people that are homosexual. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, came up with no shortage of them. 
mind you, most earliest one was dated more than like five years ago, I believe. Yes. And so after that came out, I'm guessing someone called him from the Oscars or the internet called him out and he did not immediately apologize. And in that, by not immediately apologizing, was that a refusal to apologize or did he actually say, I refuse to apologize? Um, what I saw was things that said, I know who I am and stuff like that. So I don't know if he ever actually said the words, I refuse to apologize. He may have, I don't remember. Um, because I know he has been called out about this before and he has apologized about this before, which I guess is my issue here is that I'm not saying that you shouldn't, that they're... Like, if you did wrong in the past, mm-hmm. the past, although as much as you want it to be behind you, it may come up time and time again, and folks might expect an apology every single time. Mm-hmm. If you've already apologized about what you done did, mm-hmm. then can we, can you just see what I have done since then and accept my lack of using derogatory terms as me doing better and like allow me to move on or do you as a person have to continue to apologize for what you've done in the past I guess is is what I'm getting at because again clearly I don't have the whole timeline cleared up but I know he's apologized about this before and therefore I'm like why like this person clearly had a lot of time on their hands and they decided let me look for some receipts out here and that's fine. Do you? The information's available. But oh, and what's his name? Nick Cannon. Oh no, we're not. We're not ready for him yet. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna land himself on my nap in a snack list, acting a fool. <laughs> I don't. I. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying that I can he is on the borderline. He's got some good points, Mr. Cannon does, but his. Delivery. <clears throat> All right. Well, what what is your response though to Kevin Hart and how he has dealt with the situation thus far? And then we'll move on to Sir Cannon. I think the reason we're talking about this at all is because it's a part of the bigger topic of cancel culture, which is really happening right now, especially in the age of Me Too and just underrepresented people finally getting listened to to any extent, whereas before it was a complete ignorance of just oppression you know um so now that there is this power in calling people out it's happening a lot more and now there's also a i guess we're going to call it a culture of canceling people just deciding to throw people away because they don't fit whatever moral values or whatever you think they should fit in order to be respected and approved of and allowed to function and do things Um, And so in this case, I mean, I guess I wasn't aware that he had apologized for this in the past, but that doesn't change much for me because it does bring up the question of, do you get to apologize once and then it be okay forever? Um, Because maybe not everybody got that memo. And it's also the bigger question of the impact of what you created can still be used for harm. That impact does not go away just because you are sorry for it now or because you apologized for it. Now, my issue with Kevin is that 
this came up, which I'm not going to disagree that it came that it came up because of the fact that he's a black man and someone's probably trying to tear him down because he reached this success being offered the opportunity to host the Oscars and somebody didn't want him to do that. And so they went for him that I will give, I will, I will agree with that because that happens and it happens time and time again. What I do not agree with is the fact that Kevin was given an opportunity to apologize in this moment, Mm -hmm. which I don't think would have taken a whole lot of effort to be honest with you. <clears throat> or a whole lot more effort than what he chose to do instead. And he chose not to. He chose not to apologize. He chose to be stubborn and indignant. And I'm thinking that's because of the fact that this person probably came for him at an inopportune moment because he's a Black man. And that, and maybe for him, I'm speculating. I don't know what's in Kevin's heart. But, <laughs> Kevin's heart. <laughs> but what I'm assuming is he thought this person is trying to persecute me for being a black man, trying to do something good or try, or finding some kind of success. And they're trying to cut me down and I'm not going to tolerate that. And I'm not going to stand for that. And I'm not going to give them the time of day. Unfortunately for Mr. Hart, he does not have that luxury. And in choosing not to apologize, he opened up this whole can of worms of people wondering why, why would it have been so challenging for you to apologize and, and have us move forward? Everybody's not going to forgive you, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't take every opportunity to be the person that you claim you are and do the right thing and show some integrity there. Spike Lee, sorry. <clears throat> I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating because I understand his stubbornness and I understand his indignation, but if he is trying to be the star that he is trying to be and not just be successful on a plane of black folks and, you know, whatever and reach on over into this this broader community of worldwide stardom, he's going to have to deal with that type of stuff in a manner that appeases it to everybody. And you can't please everybody, but you got to try, I guess. If you're trying I mean, to... He did eventually apologize and in the same heartbeat. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> because his name is hard. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, he eventually apologized and in the same heartbeat, um, announced he wouldn't be hosting because he didn't want that in itself to be a distraction. Because I could imagine that it would have been met with boycotting and uh, picket oh, signs sure in front of the Oscars <clears throat> and so forth. And I think they have yet to announce that they, in fact, are going to have a host at all yeah, for this year's um, Oscars, which there's that. And so what I was talking about before, and I agree with you as far as if you did wrong in the past and the opportunity comes up for you to essentially prove yourself time and time again for having, for having, you know, spoken ill of an entire community of human beings, then that is a part of essentially the price you have to pay because you done did wrong. Um, Nick Cannon replied to to it via Twitter by showing an image of, no, no, no. All he typed out was, I wonder if there was any backlash then. And he, sh- it, he was referring to Chelsea Handler, Sarah Silverman, and Amy Schumer, who also have been ones to use derogatory terms to describe populations of people from the LGBTQ community in the past. And despite that have been given opportunities. See, I don't know that any of them have actually 
thin host of any awards. Admittedly, I don't, I don't watch award ceremonies um, and I don't care for any of them. I, I'm indifferent about them. Although I don't like Amy Schumer, but I'm indifferent about the others. Um, and I think, I wish it would have been more thought out as far as Nick Cannon's reply. Had he looked for receipts on, say, past hosts and that were not African-American, that were not Black, and see whether or not people came for them. Because again, were they just, was this person or people, because the the internet was bugging out because they announced that Kevin Hart was going to be doing the ceremony. It was not just this individual that called him out. The internet was bugging out that this small Black man, because he's small, this small Black man was going to be hosting this prestigious awards ceremony. And it wasn't too difficult to find things that were under the rug to throw at him. So did he do wrong? Yes. Have other people done wrong and been given opportunities? Nonetheless, yes. He has had other opportunities. He's been on the Netflix. He's done incredibly well. And when he you is, look at yeah. the timeline, he stopped using these t- sorts of terms against people of the LGBT community once he got on Netflix and had his, I'm going to call it his biggest break because prior to that, he was only well-known in the African, well, the Black community. So, you know, someone obviously tapped him on his shoulder or he had, you know, his own moment when he was like, all right, if I'm going to be doing better, then I need to, and be more appealing to a larger audience, I need to check myself. And that leads me to something else because I think about just how the LGBTQ community in the Black community is still not widely accepted. And mm-hmm. we, you know, I, I say we, although I, I just mean as a culture, not necessarily myself, we'll still use terms and actually go out of our way to make sure that people from the community, from those communities don't feel comfortable in their own skin. I mean, we spoke about this briefly in the episode about, you know, dealing with your family during the holidays because it's still so real for someone that's a part of the LGBTQ community to not feel like they can be themselves amongst their own people. And by their own people, I mean, people that look like that. Um, and in fact, there was this dude that punched a woman, this large black man, punched a woman after she received a kiss from another woman on the subway in New York. And this just happened like less than a week ago. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is occurring, the, I don't know if this man had any mental health issues. Ad- admittedly, there's not much known about him. At least last time I checked, they hadn't even figured out who this person was, but there was an image of him or a video of him. And he's clearly a large black man um, who straight up decked this woman after she received a kiss from another woman. And so I, I don't know if there were any words exchanged, but the idea there is he did this because it was gay. Um, there was another story where somebody killed their son, right? That some, one, some little boy got killed recently because he came out. He was like 10 years old. Oh, my God. And his parent, I think it was his dad, but I'm not sure. Somebody killed, killed him. him. Killed him. A child, a, a baby. baby, a little baby, and that's why and this they, is they not. Were, they were black. Um, I don't know what nationality he was, but I'm trying to find the exact tweet that was really, really bad. Ethnicity. Um, from from Kevin's heart. Yes, you're right. Kevin's Ethnicity. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
I'm not even doing that on purpose, by the way. <laughs> oh, dang, really? No. Oh. Um, hold on. Heaven, heart, pleads, gay, son. There was one tweet in particular that really... Oh, I remember that, that he would, like, kick him down like, the break... stairs or something like that? He was going to... He threatened bodily harm. Yeah, um, if his son would have said that he was gay or something. Here it is. Okay, hold on. And that's, that's, see, that is why I'm not, so I don't want to use the word forgiving, but that's why I'm not so quick to, to let him off the hook forever. You know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like if he has to apologize for this over and over again, it's because mm-hmm. he should. And if this ruined an opportunity for him, it's because it should have. Now, my problem and the problem that a lot of people have, including Nick Cannon, who I will tell you why he needs to be on my nap and a snap list in a minute, but there's not, there's not an equal punishment of everybody. It's like we're coming for Kevin, as we should, for doing something he should not have done, right? But mm-hmm. when you got folks like Lena Dunham out here just saying whatever, the, whatever she wants <laughs> and doing whatever she wants, just... Was it last week or two weeks ago? She came out and decided she was going to tell us the truth about how she lied. Um, about I didn't hear about this. What are you talking about? So one of her employees accused, or was it? Were they both employees? Somebody inc- accused one of her employees of rape. And I she, remember that she said, "No, no, no, he would never." Blah 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 blah. Now I that too. We're finding out that she lied because she didn't have whatever inside information or whatever tips that she claimed she had. And she just lied to suppress this woman's claim. Wait, so now, wait, wait, wait. No, no, but it gets worse. Um, so Half now she way. was on Half. that Billboard Women's Women of the Year, whatever awards mm-hmm. show that was like last week with Homegirl's mama. Wait, the woman who was raped, mother? Yes. By the way, this is, okay, so she's a famous person's daughter, the the victim. Did you ever watch Lost? No. I I watched, like, the first four episodes, and I was like, this ain't for me. Do you remember the black guy with the son? Yes. Him. That's that's his daughter. Oh, that explains it all. She was black. Oh. That made it worse for me, right? Seriously, look, she but like suppressed now- this. <laughs> oh my god, black woman! Yes, she suppressed wow. her story to protect this white dude. Who? Oh my god! Oh. It's a mess, and she's still allowed to exist. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So, the woman, the victim, mm-hmm. her mom was with Lena Dunham at the Billboard Awards? On stage. She apologized to this woman on stage. The woman is the was mother of the victim. She might be light-skinned she might be white. She might be racially ambiguous. Hold on. Because the, the daughter looked like she could be she could be mixed with something, but I also look like I could be mixed with something sometimes. So you never know. I, ha- I couldn't spend too much more time on it because it was just making me is, real Is upset. mom still married to the dad? That I don't know either. Because I have all these questions. Because if they're still married, how come it wasn't mom and dad on the stage that Lena Dunham was apologizing to? Better yet, why wasn't it the woman? Why was this even allowed to be televised? This is a very, this should be private. And the woman should be allowed to deal with this how she sees fit. Not necessarily, okay. So not necessarily to be done in private, but to be done the way 
that she sees fit. So now I'm wondering, did mama go out there despite her daughter not wanting her to be there? Or maybe her daughter was fine with it. I just, all of this is to say not everyone gets the same punishment for the buffoonery that they they deal with. And to get back to the topic at hand. Selena Dunham, none of it matters because she apologizes once a week for something. They're and we just, and, and by we, I mean like as an overall society, it's like, oh, it's okay. It's okay, Lena. It's not. You're, it is you, not you're, okay. you said sorry, but you're not acting like you sorry, ho. Like, I, ur- I urge all of you to Google the words Lena Dunham apologizes and you will have a hard time finding the specific apology I'm talking about here. I see something. It's ridiculous. 2017. There's a thing called all the things Lena Dunham apologized for in 2016. Like she just apologizes. Okay, but I guess uh, and uh, she, she is uh, allowed to continue to exist. And you know, was it Steven Spielberg that gave her this script of this about the Syrian refugee that she's going to apparently direct or produce or something or other, but she should have no involvement in that. Lena Dunham should be canceled. How yes. to get back to and your we conversation. Somebody, why we can't cancel Lena? Can we cancel Lena? She She's is a white woman. Name, name a white woman that has been canceled. I'll wait. Um, mm. Right. So with that said, (laughs) but I feel like these are two separate issues. The fact that we know that the way a white person in particular, or in this case, at least white women, comedians, as the ones at least Nick Cannon mentioned or showed pictures of, are having to deal with the same sins of their past as Mm -hmm. Kevin Hart. Unfortunately, the way the world, the way our world works, what a black man does and what a white woman does could be equal, but it will not be met with the same punishment or with the same approach by society. It's the current state of things. Now, I guess I have an easier time forgiving Kevin Hart's sins of the past because I, in what is it? What grade might I have been in? Let's say my formative years of like fifth grade through like ninth grade or so. I certainly said stuff that I should not have been saying where I was using gay as a derogatory term or I was making fun of gay people. Mind you, it wasn't a specific gay person. This was just, it was something you did. It was the same way about you talking about you being gay was the same as talking about you being really skinny, which I, and that wasn't okay. Um, No, but I know that I know better. I do anybody bodily harm because of it. No, that said, because I, I think we may have spoken about this a bit in the past where comedians, obviously, say stuff for an effect. Their job is to make people laugh. And Which, if they know that something... I'm sorry. And if they know that something's going to make people laugh, regardless of whether or not it's controversial. Because what was it? This Wasn't it that dude from Seinfeld, Kramer, said some ridiculousness? He says all um, kinds of crazy. The point of my story is there was a point before we became more aware, I want to say, or more conscious, more aware slash cared about how what we say and do affects whole communities of people who may sometimes feel like they don't even have a voice to speak up against this stuff. Okay. Um, That, you know, Let's talk about, you know, Richard Pryor. Actually, I wanted to think of, like, white comedians, but I guess I don't really watch white comedians. Um, 
but I'm sure they were saying the same ridiculousness. And again, you know better, you do better. And I feel right. like. So although, you think in 2011 wasn't, that was not long enough ago to know better? I think it was. On the cusp? For lack of a better term, becoming trendier to do better. Okay. I wouldn't say that it was that people were as conscious See? about the effect of how, what they were saying and doing. And in addition to that, he's a comedian. And I feel like as a society, we have always allowed comedians to get away with a bit more than your day-to-day person, because that is their job. I'm not saying it's right, but there is this, uns- there was, is this line. The line was always a little bit further for comedians to get away with this stuff. And by stuff, I mean saying things that were not politically correct or just kind of others than it is for the day-to-day person. Comedians' jobs has always been, or part of it, in my opinion, has always been to say the things that are on people's minds that other people would never dare say. And obviously it speaks to us as a society if we're laughing at what they're saying, because if you find humor in doing bodily harm to a child who's coming out, there's a problem with you in addition to the comedian saying it. There's a problem with the society that accepts that. And now and we don't, don't accept that. And I think that's excellent. I think we're making progress as a society. I just I just don't want that to be lost. The fact that comedians in general, the white, the black, the in-betweens, everybody's, have been given a line that's a little bit further than everybody else. And Kevin, I feel like he should have apologized outright. I don't care if you apologize a hundred times. I don't care if you're exhausted of having to apologize every single day. You done did wrong. This is how you have to pay for it in your like in present time. But I guess I just want people to see like the overall picture and the fact that obviously him doing wrong and a white woman doing wrong is not going to be seen as the same. Because and I don't see anything wrong with those desires. I think I think my issue is that Kevin had the opportunity to say exactly what you're saying right now. That I didn't I wasn't fully aware of or whatever reason he had for saying that he would harm somebody for coming out. He could have taken the it was opportunity. His son. He was, I think it was, it was about his son. Well, right? the exact, the, the tweet is, yo, if my son comes out or if my son comes home and tries to play with my daughter's dollhouse, I'm going to break it over his head and say in my voice, stop, that's gay. That was the... Yeah, yeah, I got it. Okay. And so my issue is, we all know where things were and where they are now. And that would have been an excellent opportunity for him as who as a person who I assume has matured in some ways, because he ain't said nothing like that in about seven years, right? Or five years, whatever you said. Um, mm-hmm. That he can take the opportunity to be like, hey, back then, I thought things like that were funny, but I have learned how to do better and I encourage everybody else to do better or whatever. I just thought it, I just think it would have been a great opportunity to show why he is worthy of being allowed to move on. And now a stubborn person who doesn't necessarily agree with him and how he dealt with this, nor can I say, I agree with the part of my personality that is a stubborn, uh, that is stubborn. I won't say as stubborn. Um, I would have dealt with that differently. I could see how, in a moment of of foolishness, Mm -hmm. which is the time where he did not take the opportunity to make it a teachable moment, 
he might have been like, why ain't nobody coming for these white people that done did the same yes, thing? Yes, that's probably exactly what was same. happening. And he tweeted or he didn't tweet, whatever it is, he did not respond. And I get it because as as black people, it's like, shit, why do I have to be the example? Why I got to be the one? Why I got to be the pioneer? But at the same time, that's right now in society. Unfortunately. That's where we are. And I get wanting to push that, you know, push the status quo, if you will. Um, and maybe he has. this is this is bigger than him. Mm-hmm. Although he was in it, it's bigger than him. It's and so, so I, he he he. Kevin needs a nap and a snack, in my opinion. I think. I mean, I don't know because none of us know him from Jesus, Black Jesus, White Jesus, or, other, or otherwise. But or Santa Claus. I would like to think that he understands exactly what transpired here. And I, I feel like it was, I want to believe that it was a moment of him forgetting that he does not have that white privilege of ignoring Mm -hmm. the circumstances in front of him. Like I wish somebody would have been in front of him, but like, did you forget you're a black man in America? He he was not wrong. He's not wrong. Or feeling like everybody should be held accountable because they should. But unfortunately, in the circles he is now trying to travel, he mm-hmm. doesn't have the privilege of being right <laughs> and continuing. I mean, he is and wrong for having done what he did. Yes. But I get, but you're, but I agree with your wording. He's not yeah. wrong for feeling what he, what we think he may have felt because we yeah, don't. I, I don't think that he thinks what he did was right. Like what that saying that stuff was right. I really don't think that. But I don't. Again, I don't know what's in Kevin's heart. But I would like to assume that at this point, he knows better. And I think it was a indicative of a, of a larger problem of how dare they come for me, especially right now when I'm achieving this level of success. And my issue with Nick Cannon was not that oh, yeah. tweet. Okay. He was on AM to DM, which is okay. a BuzzFeed, like, Twitter morning news show. Mm-hmm. It's I like it. Um, and Saeed, who is one of the hosts, interviewed him. And pointed out that a couple years ago, he said a tweet, he wrote a tweet, Nick Cannon wrote a tweet about how if you're using um, the words gay or faggot in your comedy, if that's your best joke, then you need to be quit off, um, kicked off Twitter. And now he's saying, you know, that it's not a big deal. And his defense for that is why I think he needs a nap and a snack. He goes, I said... If it's your best joke, you know, if it's your best joke. And I'm like, Nick Cannon. Wait, so now he was going into semantics? He's like, yes. it could be a joke, but not the yes. best one? Yes. Wow. Wow. Snack. You're reaching. He's Nap reaching. And a whole snack. I concur. Oh, and see, Kevin Hart mm-hmm. is going to be in a big movie in January. And I say big because he's going to be in it with a big, you know, some some really famous white people that the white people really like. What is the name of this movie? Hold on, give me a second. What's it about? It's it's heartfelt. I don't remember. I saw an Instagram commercial for it yesterday, and I was like, oh, I think Kevin's gonna be just fine. To be honest with you, I I think that might be his last movie until a long good time because he's not Lena Dunham. Mm. Let's remember this. He is. It's called The Upside, and it's with. Hold on. Brian Cranston. Okay. That's the, I only remember him as the dad from Malcolm in the Middle. He's also from um, Breaking Bad. 
Oh, that that was bigger. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Breaking Bad dude. Uh, do, 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 do. The point is, there are you know, it's a bigger picture. Indeed. Um, Nicole Kidman is in it. Like a list celebrities, which no shade to Kevin, but he wasn't at that table. Um, so, and he worked. He worked so hard to get there, and that's why this is particularly frustrating. It's like, dude, it's, just it's the, like Kevin, you, you had yourself the, a moment. You like you were given the privilege, if you will, to have the moment to, to potentially apologize, Ugh. or so I think. Because again, I don't know. I wasn't in the Twitter when this happened, so I don't exactly know if the Oscars would have forgiven him. Maybe they would have if the public appearance would have been that the public had forgiven him. So they were like, okay, we can still align ourselves with your name and not do any harm to the overall organization of the Oscars. Cause like, who knows? They might've been like, Oh, canceled immediately. Or they might've forgiven him. We don't know. And the fact is we don't know and won't know because he did not take the opportunity in that time. Um, yeah, we'll just, never know what coming would out have happened if he'd done something different. And my thing is, what do you have to lose? By doing so in the movie, because I think I'm actually going to watch this because I'm always curious about how I'll say service workers, particularly people of color, are perceived by. Oh, other... I still anyway. Let me just read the, I don't think I will. the synopsis. Yeah. The upside centers around the growing friendship between a wealthy paraplegic man. That's the Breaking Brian Bad Branson. Okay. And the ex-criminal assigned to his caretaker, that's Kevin. Um, the movie was originally set to be released by the Weinstein Company and premiered at the 2017 oh, Toronto. Like they have been delaying this, and I think it had to do with some bankruptcy and foolishness. The point is and Weinstein, finally, probably. It's right. It's finally coming out January 11th. Um, and I mean, I feel like I'm going to have something to say about that because, yeah, when black people are in service to white people, I'm always curious about how people, how they do, what their take is on that. But anyway, um, that's happening. And I mean, will it be a flop? Perhaps. Who knows? That sucks. I'm I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. I feel like a disappointed auntie, although he's older than me, but Mm -hmm. sure is. Well, that's his business. You know, I, I wish him well. I hope he figures it out. I hope he has actually learned something. I hope we have actually learned something. I do hope that we come to some sort of path that eventually gets us to the point where we can hold everyone accountable across the board for the things that they need to be held accountable for. Um, But in the meantime, I urge all you Black folks that I'm rooting for to remember who you are and where you are. And don't let people walk all over you, of course, but pick your battles. Because this ain't going to go down as, like, a Kaepernick thing for him. It's just not. Like, this, I just, I'm disappointed. I, I'm sad for him. I'll say that much. I'm sad for him. Um, He could have, this could have had a different outcome. Again, my stubborn side. Oh, I get it. (laughs) Align with what I perceive to be his thought process in that moment. Um, But I guess referring back to, I forget what episode it was that we did that we entitled that's gay. Yeah. The, 
and maybe that's something we need to revisit at some point in time. But the we as a culture, we as a, the black community still have to hold ourselves responsible mm-hmm. in this day and age for the fact that we are still, I mean, this is not just black people, of course, but these are the people I talk to. Um, the fact that, you know, if we have gay babies, they might not make it. Like what in the hell? Like the babies don't feel safe in our own households potentially coming out to us because we as a overall community are not accepting of them like that. That breaks my heart and we need to do better. We sure do. All righty. All right. I think, I think that's enough. What's that. next? Yeah. Uh, hmm, politicking. So politicking. Michael Cohen has been Cohen has been sentenced to three years in prison However, I feel like this man will never see the inside of a jail cell. But that is same, just, same, same. <laughs> that is just how I feel. Again, talking about white privilege, about white folks. I just he probably gonna have to wear a bracelet, one of the little ankle monitors for like twenty five days. Mm-hmm. And they gonna they find that. a way to commute that sentence down. Mm-hmm. In other news, oh, mm. damn, that was wow. My mama would have been here. <laughs> Um, so I feel like this is always the case that we're always on the horizon of a partial government shutdown. Mm. And this time around, 45 is like, I would be proud to shut down the government. Because of course, his expectation is that, or, and his ego, I believe, is that, of course, we need him, which technically we do need a president, right? Um, it don't necessarily have to be him. But the fact is that he that he would even dare say that. Like, I'm, I just needed to share that with y'all. He said he would be proud to shut down the government, which, you know, feel how you want to feel about our government. We require the government for our day-to-day operations. Healthcare is the one that comes to mind right now because I'm dealing with some health issues. But the point is, that's your boy. Go check him. In other news, your boy is trying to send people back to Vietnam. Wait, what? You heard about this? So there is an agreement that allowed refugees from the Vietnam War to stay here and live here and be here. See, that's why I was confused. I'm like, it's been a while. It's been a whole couple decades. Okay. Um, but now they're trying to like, like relook at the agreement and. He's reneging on the deal and saying that this whatever agreement is in place actually does not protect folks who came here before ninety five and they decided that they were allowed to stay. Um. So uh, this is Vietnam War, like, well, it was long as heck. Um, the Vietnam War didn't come to end till sometimes in the in the mid seventies. So my point is, this was we weren't even born yet, Aisha. We weren't. But the agreement apparently are- happened in 95. So anybody, again, thinking that this war happened in the 70s, anybody that was here before 95 would not be protected if he gets his what? way. Who came here before? Yes. Who in- well, I want to even, that I even want to look into, like what took us so long to deal with this? Before 95. Think about that. That's crazy, right? What in the good? What? I know some of my friends' parents are in that boat. 
Wow. Maybe not the white choice of words here. Um, but you know they what took I mean. a plane. They took a plane. Um, the proverbial boat. The proverbial um, boat. Yeah. A mess. Not yeah. All right. A lot. Okay. Wow. So that's it for politics, and I don't think I can handle much more of that. Anyway, uh, on to the thank you, Black Jesuses. Let's get some positivity up in these streets. Right? Come on. <laughs> we need to be uplifted after that buffoonery. Um, so I feel like this is a yearly occurrence, if you will. Someone is going to be Santa. And mm-hmm. I just love Black Santa. And Black Santa this time around happens to be Shaquille O'Neal, or as he likes to be called, Shaka Claus. Shaka, yeah, Shaka Claus. Okay. And he surprised students at two Georgia schools and gave away uh, like backpacks and, you know, filled with lots of goodies. And I think it was done in collaboration with like Amazon and Macy's and small brands as well. So some good, good. Um, And I just thought that was beautiful to share as because this is the season of giving and if you can give, please do give. I'm actually looking to link up with a couple of, um, what do you call those places? Um, nursing homes, because so often during this time of year, folks that are essentially abandoned at nursing homes don't have the opportunity or the privilege to be with their family or to even receive anything during this time of year. So I will say one of the perks of working from home is that if I decide to send a few hours in the day at a different place, I can. I can't necessarily give out my pocket, but I can give my time. And so if I get to hang out with somebody's grandma or grandpa, old people are awesome. Um, Secondly, other thank you, Black Jesus news. There's this awesome woman, and I say awesome because of y'all, when you see what she has done, she was inducted into the British Hairdressing Awards Hall of Fame. Her name is Charlotte Mensa. Uh, I believe that's how you pronounce it. Not spelled the same way as like Mensa for like the genius people, but anyway. Um, she essentially does beautiful hair sculptures and her subjects, if you will, are other Black women. Very melanated. Um, and she is a multiple award-winning hairdresser. But the fact is that this organization, the British Hairdressing Awards, is a primarily white organization. So it's just always great when, you know, people from our culture are recognized, whether it's by our own folks or by others that can recognize the beauty that we are able to do. Like, ain't nobody else doing a cornrow or fro the way a Black woman can. Why? Because that's how it grow out her hair. For some people, not everybody got the kind of texture that I got or that you got. And that's okay. You're still, you're still part of the family, friends. Um, there you go. That's all I have for thank you, Black Jesus. Do you have anything for Black Jesus to fix? Uh, um, I don't know if we have the time to really dive into this today. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was an instance at a Brooklyn Snap office mm-hmm. where a young mother was. I'm going to say attacked by the police because that's what it looks like to me. Attacked and assaulted by the police. And they yanked her one-year-old baby out of her hands during this attempt of arresting her. No, they didn't. Yeah. And they arrested her and then they threw her in Rikers and she was there for, what, four or five days? She's out now. 
Um, under under what charges? Sitting down with a baby? I don't know why. They, I think they probably did one of those things where they ran her information and found out she had warrants in New Jersey. I don't know if they arrested her for sitting down or if they came up with a reason to arrest her. And then why did the police show up in the first place? Because the security guards at the SNAP office called them. I guess because she was sitting down. I'm trying to make sense of this because it doesn't make sense to me. But a very because last I checked, sitting down with the baby. Well, that being said, somebody should have bought through a seat. But anyway, sitting down on the ground with the baby is not illegal. Like unless the baby was in harm's way, which if it's indoors, I imagine there was heat. So the baby wasn't cold. Like I don't, something is missing here. And clearly a whole lot is messed up because this lady was clearly at the SNAP office, which if you don't know, for the people in the back, that's like the food stamp office, Uh um, like the welfare office. She was obviously there because she was in need, presumably to provide for herself and for her child. Uh And so to go from this vulnerable position where you're in need and unable to do it without the help of others to being arrested and going of all places to Rikers. Which for the people who don't know is the worst prison in I'll put it to you this way. They're just recently um th- this is the same prison where a minor whose name I'm so sorry, I forgot his name. Um he was imprisoned, he was arrested and had to stay at Rikers until his court date, which took, I believe, up to a year, so like nine months to a year. He was later found not guilty and still committed suicide because of his time at Rikers. There was a documentary made that Jay-Z did, I want to say earlier this year. He was a young man from the Bronx. It involved a backpack. Why am I not remembering his name? Khalif Browder. Thank you. Um, And now de Blasio, or at least at some point, uh, prison people who fight on behalf of those that are imprisoned are getting making it so that minors are no longer imprisoned at Rikers. Regardless of all of that, even as an adult, it's not, I mean, prison overall is not a great place to be, right? Um, but yeah, Rikers, it's a New York City prison on an island, as the name implies, and it doesn't have an excellent reputation. But why would any, I want to say it's a private prison? Is it privately owned at this point? Who the hell knows? The point is, it's shit and it doesn't do anything as far as like helping folks actually be able to become part of society again in a way that is productive to them or to to others around them. Um, Because that's not what our prison system is about. Oh, we need to have an episode about prison. Yeah, Um, but anyway, this whole situation doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense that she was sitting on the ground and they had the police called on her. It doesn't make sense that they yanked her one-year-old out of her hands. It doesn't make sense that they locked her up and threw her in Rikers. And you know what the the, the salt the, the salt in the wound was for me? Yeah. After all of that, they asked de Blasio about it, who is the mayor of New York currently. And I quote, I believe by the time the NYPD arrived, the situation was already out of control. So he's saying that the police are not at fault for yanking this baby out of her hands and arresting her. What else did he say after that? Because I can't, I cannot immediately agree with that. I don't know the context of his phrase. And I have learned not to judge a snippet of what somebody says, a quote, if I don't know the context of what they're, of what it is that is being said. 
That is absolutely fair. Now we will find the rest of it. Uh, if it exists. And I'm not saying I'm de Blasio's friend either, just because I took a picture with him because he's been doing some trifling stuff. But that is not trifling. I'm not I don't I'm not jumping to this one. That's fair. That's fair. But I I mean I certainly could see how it could be perceived that way. But what what else? What what uh, I need more words. That was because of this, the mistaken actions, in my opinion, of the human resources administration peace officers. So he's blaming, which he's not wrong, he's blaming the peace officers for escalating the situation, which they did in the first place by calling the police. But the NYPD didn't have to yank that baby out of her hands and didn't have to arrest her. So I don't know. De Blasio is going to have to take an L on this one for me. I am not de Blasio's biggest fan. I I guess I'm trying to put myself in the position. Ha! This is probably the first time I've ever said this. I'm trying to put myself in the position of the police officers. Mm-hmm. As in, I don't know, you know, obviously we don't know how hard, how high the shit had hit the fan by the time oh, they had arrived. Sure it was really bad. Because the fact that the police officers had even called the police and we're not even sure why they called the police in the first place on, on, uh, on the woman with her baby. Um, but I would imagine that, I mean, and I, I imagine this video because there's mad people there. So people, they be recording everything. Where's the video? There is, there um, is video. It's there. You can watch it. Oh, this video. Yes. Um, That's the only reason why she is no longer in jail. I, it's because of the video. I guarantee you if there was no video, she would still be in Rikers. Because nobody would care about her. No one would have sympathy for her. It would have been he said, okay. she said. Oh, a video showing NYPD officers forcibly. See, that's the word right there, right? Mm-hmm. Forcibly. Tearing a one-year-old child out of the arms of his mother during a physical altercation at the HRA snap office in brooklyn is inciting outrage as it should all right let me watch this episode i mean this episode this video all right here we go fast forward full screen 23 year old jasmine headley she had been waiting for four hours oh my god mm-hmm. tell i mean me this tell me this is okay oh my dear god tell dear me this god. is ever okay who is they letting are... this sit on the floor with a baby what are you doing how do you Okay. Nah, nigga. I'm sorry. Nah. Um, okay, so what I am certainly outrageous about is how this is a baby, first of all. So I'm, a, sure I'm immediately a thinking about I'm thinking about like Injury. how clearly the strength of any adult can cause death to a child when mm-hmm. you are forcibly handling them. Actually, even if you just babies be dying off of like little shit. Like you don't even gotta be forcibly all touching them. This the is a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. What in the, and she's shouting, they're hurting my son. Then mm-hmm. you can see officers holding at least one stun gun towards the onlookers who are probably trying to intervene because they're like, y'all gonna hurt this baby. Mm-hmm. Oh, NYPD, y'all are making me angry. And she mm-hmm. was dumb young. I'm still, I still mm-hmm. want to know why the peace officer called the police in the first place. Allegedly, they called the police her to move, and there was no place for her to go, so she didn't move. And then they started; they got into an argument, and it escalated from there. Move where, fool? Ain't no seats, and none of these. No one here is offering me one. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm angry at all of it. Not excluding De Blasio. There's so much wrong with this. Fix it, Black Jesus. Mm-hmm. All right. I think we should just leave that one to our, our soul black Jesus fixing. I'm not going to deny that. Okay. Uh, Who are we rooting for this week, Laura? All right. I want to root for 
Evelyn from the internets because she's my cousin. I'm an internet cousin. I believe you're her internet cousin as well. She is a woman of African descent. I don't know if she was born in, I forget what country, if she was born in the motherland or if she was born here. But the point is, I know her parents um, migrated from there. And she has this collaboration with coloring pins, which, you know, like, you know, the enamel pins that people wear. And she is the person who coined the term calling out black mm-hmm. as a reason to why someone who is black in this day and age, seeing all the buffoonery, including what we just finished talking about, occurring and still having to be emotionally ready to deal with the world, let alone go to work. Um, and so she has this collaboration with coloring pins, with merch, which has a crying emoji wearing an African head wrap. I just think that's freaking awesome. Um, and so I want to shout her out because she is a creative. She's on the YouTube. Um, she's also really real about all the challenges that come with being uh, <laughs> making, um, I was going to say making creations. Wow. Um, a content creator and she, her Instagram is probably one of the few that I actually watch on a regular basis whenever I'm on Instagram. Um, and so shout out to Evelyn from the internet. That's also her YouTube name. And Tessa Thompson, she's going to be in the next Men in Black movie. It's called Men in Black International with homeboy Chris Hemsworth. Ain't he Thor? Is he Thor? Yeah, they were already in the same movie together. Wait, I, she's Valkyrie. Oh, I haven't watched... Oh yeah, the Marvel movie. They have after already Black, starred in a movie. After story. Black Panther, I, I I'm not showing up again until next Black Panther. It happened um, before Black Panther, but that's okay too. I probably had. The point is, <laughs> the last Tessa Thompson movie I saw was the first Creed. I haven't seen the second Creed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, who that? I like her, and so she, she was in the um, um, the movie, the Dear White People movie. Have you seen that yet? So who else are we uh, rooting for this week? Jesus, Laura. <laughs> I'm sorry, Laura. There we go. Um, let's go. Uh, we are also rooting for... Oh, see, this is like a bittersweet rooting. Okay. Um. So I need everybody to leave Meghan Markle alone. I don't know if you remember the videos with that little white boy. With the mm-hmm. long hair and all the makeup on, and he was crying when Britney Spears was having her rough year, and he was leave Britney alone. You don't so remember? So this is you right now. Yes, leave Meghan Markle alone. Okay, leave Meghan alone. What are they bothering her for now? Let her have Every her baby. Gosh darn thing! I think the last thing I saw was that she was holding her baby bump wrong, and people were mad at her for it. How do you hold it wrong? You're not supposed to hold it. They said that Kate needs to show her how to take a normal pregnant picture. So moving on. We're rooting for (laughs) Meghan Markle so that none of that affects her. I I hope she has a nice supportive. I'm sure she has a supportive bubble around her because that's some buffoonery. Carry on. Actually, see, the conspiracy theorists in me, Mm because my mama is the ultimate conspiracy theorist. I think when she had that baby, she going to have to be real careful because I'm worried for her. That's all I'm going to say about that. I'm worried for Miss Markle. Mrs. You think the queen going to steal the baby? I think they're going to try and keep that baby and kick her out that family. <laughs> they wow. don't like her. Everybody's coming for Move her, throat, and I don't know why. 
I'm sorry. I'm just worried. Leave her alone. (laughs) So I know we, you and I talked about Michelle Williams, but there's been a whole lot of drama with her and her husband, Chad. And he said some stuff that just. No, 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 no. They broke up. Mm -hmm. So now she depressed. And he was a fiance. Apparently they weren't married. Well, there you go. Yeah, I thought there was husband and wife, but they was they was, they was not husband and wife. Okay, so they was fiancés. I'm sorry, y'all. So she ain't got no fiancé no more, and now she's depressed, and she's going to quit her Broadway play. So I'm rooting for Michelle. Michelle Williams of Wait. Destiny's mm-hmm. Child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, okay, two points. We don't know that she's depressed because of the fiancé thing. Oh, she no, already was she dealing with depression mm-hmm. in general, and this was a, uh, an ongoing theme and the show she had on the Oprah channel. Um, and also, my bad. What is the name of the other dope of the dope queen whose name is Michelle? Or is it not Michelle? Is it Jennifer? I know it's a, like it's, you said about Sean, it's a it's a pretty. It's Jessica. Jessica. Oh, I was thinking about her when you had mentioned this to me earlier. Mm. I was like, oh no. Not that this makes us any less sad. I, I just was confused about my people how she gonna quit damn i'm so sad for her quitting a broadway like you know this is a goal this is a dream for so many people i'm sure including herself i need michelle to win i just i just need her to win absolutely and i'm happy well not happy but i am she's finding her way i'm i'm pleased to hear her as a black woman talk about the fact that she's leaving because of mental health issues Mm -hmm. because it's not something that we do publicly enough and so I just like the idea of that being almost normalized if nothing else that people be able black women in particular black people black men women all people are able to talk about their mental health issues and how it may prevent them from functioning because in the long run nothing good comes of you trying to be a high functioning depressed person Anyhow, gathering, uh, going on, continuing on. Who else you want to root for? Well, Issa Rae and Columbia Pictures. Because she is the original rooting for everybody black, right? Yes, this is why I had to take the opportunity um, to root for her because she just signed a multi-picture promotion, no, production deal that's going to be promoting diverse screenwriters, which... She's always used her platform to root for everybody Black and to put sure everybody has. Black on point. I mean, everybody of all sorts of diverse backgrounds. And so, because, you know, she started on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Her come up, you know, she's on the glow up right now. And she's like, if I'm on the come up, y'all coming with me. And I just, I appreciate that and I applaud that. And one of her people, if you will, because she's also in Insecure, Yvonne Orji, she just secured a book deal. Um, so yeah, she's going to be coming out with a book. I don't know what it's about. I don't know when it comes out. I just know that she's coming out with a book and I love her and I thought it would be great to talk about her too. That is awesome. Also, now that you talk about all the the whole cast of Insecure is winning apparently (laughs) because Natasha Rothwell. Which one is that one? She is, what is her character name? The funny one with the curly hair. Okay. Um, Dang. Anyway, I didn't watch it this season. Girl, you are so behind. You must be getting have, so I don't much have done. An HBO login. I used to have uh, an HBO login. Okay. I don't have one. 
Okay. Okay. Do you have one? Do we need to talk offline? See, I don't have one, but all right. I say have... no more. Say no more. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we was rooting for Natasha though. She has yes. inked an expansion to her HBO. I guess work because Insecure is on HBO. Uh-huh. So now she yeah. has her own overall deal with HBO. Oh my goodness! Like, what's she gonna be doing? Like stand up? Because isn't she a comedian? Uh, I think she is a comedian, but she, it says she is currently developing an original idea for HBO, which she will executive produce, write, and star yes. in. She'll also be seen in Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman 1984, as well as the live action animated film Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh. And she's going to appear in the indie film Limited Partners opposite Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne. <gasps> and oh my goodness! Everybody's winning because you know why? Because Issa Rae was rooting for everybody black. That's why. That's Seriously, why. and let that be our if you if you don't mind our closing note as far as if you're on the come up, regardless of this is just you at the office, you're doing a solo entrepreneurial effort, whatever it is. If you want to come up, don't forget your people. Help them come up with you. Caveat though, only if they're ready. Okay. Yeah, like qualified people. Don't yeah. you be picking your cousin just ready. because he's your cousin. No. <laughs> if they're ready to step up, let's go. Okay. So I think that's going to do it for this episode of Fix It Black Jesus. Uh, you got anything you want to throw in there, Laura? Louder? I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. We're going we gonna to be calling you louder. You're going to be calling you louder. Everybody going to be calling you louder. It's going to be great. I used to have an employee. Well, I was a supervisor. And he used to call me Louder Mercy. And oh. so you saying Laura makes me think of that. Anyhow, um, so that is that is my closing note. Laura Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, and I think wherever else you get the podcast. I ain't figured out the Pandora thing yet, but we're going to get there. If you know, you mm-hmm. can send me a message so I can figure that out. Um, and if you don't remember none of that, you can reach us on the, uh, the Instagram, the Twitters, and the Facebooks at Fix It Black Jesus or fixitblackjesus at gmail.com. And if you don't remember none of that, just go to fixitblackjesus.com and you can find all of that information and all of our episodes and listen to all of our Fix It Black Jesuses from the past. I am Aisha McGowan. And I'm Laura Solis. Don't forget to review and subscribe. Bye. Bye. Please fix it, Black Jesus. Without a mercy. (laughs) I remember him. His name was Peter. And he was like...